Hiya, I'm Bio, and in case you're wondering, you are now listening to the Water Joke Podcast. A friendly disclaimer before you proceed, continued listening may result in one or more of the following. Involuntary and unrestrained laughter. <laughs> Learning new things. Uh-huh. Enjoyment, being offended, and falling in love. <laughs> and most importantly, always remember, please... Don't take everything you hear on here too seriously. Alright. Hi guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. So today, Bio? Yeah? You don't have a YouTube yet. <sighs> Stop killing my joy. On today's episode, we'll be talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Thanksgiving Sunday. In the words of a famous internet meme, <clears throat> what are those? And what's the point? If you're not American, then these terms may be foreign to you. Well, not any longer. In a bit to find the answers, I, your hosts, have traveled to the land of turkeys and freedom-ish to bring you. Is what I would like to say, but podcasting hasn't started paying that much. And nobody wants to sponsor my travel for research. So like, one day I'll do on-location research. But until then, I did what I always do. And I used the greatest resource in the history of mankind. The metaverse slash internet. Part 1. We begin our breakdown with Thanksgiving Sunday. And no, Mrs. Nigerian auntie, it isn't the last Sunday of every month. First of all, it's not even on Sunday. What? I know, right? I just found out too. It's on Thursday, which makes so many films so confusing now. As for what the day is about, if you're thinking it's a day to give thanks for all you have, you know, family, um, um, your job, you know, your place in life. Well, it's not, it's not really. It's a day for family fights, disownments, premarital pregnancy revelations, sharing dropout intentions, and every other form of family drama you can think of. Oh, and, and turkeys. You can't forget the turkeys. Turkeys are to Thanksgiving what Jesus is to Christmas. The reason for the season. All of this I learned from Hollywood at no extra charge. Thanks, guys. But where did it all begin? Rick and Morty did an awesome job of confusing me even further earlier this year, but then they gave me the idea for this episode, so like, thank you. I do hope someday Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland watch this and get that shout out. I love you guys. For Americans, the history of Thanksgiving that they're taught is a happy little story of perseverance and friendship where long ago in a distant land, yeah, I want to voice Haku some days. Anyway, long ago, pilgrims landed at North America and worked together with the Native American inhabitants to survive and eventually flourish. Then they had a big Oambe, or party, with plenty item seven, or food. And they were friends forever. The pilgrims continued to prosper, and the Native Americans rode off into the sunset. Yeehaw! Or walked into the ocean like kaiju, whatever ending you prefer. Sounds like a version of a story that Lai Mohammed would cook up, and you know I'm right. But here's the more honest version. The pilgrims arrived after a terrible journey with a number of lives lost. On top of that, 
They had a few miscalculations about the weather and they were not at all prepared for the climate or starvation to come. They weren't the first Europeans to arrive, so I'm really wondering what was in their heads. Like, they had information, they had intel ahead of time. But then they really thought they were coming for a vacation, like, Dearest wife, this day pack the sunscreen. Packeth the sunscreen. <laughs> Let that be a warning to all of you that want to leave Nigeria and jackpot abroad thinking it's just going to be a vacay. It's cold. It's cold out there. It's cold out there in the jungle. The pilgrims survived by doing what their people have done and continued to do to indigenous people for years. They stole. And it's not like I'm even lying because one of them wrote about it in his journal. Think of it like tweeting or vlogging in the 1600s. Hello, fair viewers. I pray this finds you well. My fellows and I have just hit up the homes of some Native Americans and looted their goods. But never fear, we will pay them back. Probably. Hello again, fair viewers, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Haha. -ha. Today, my fellows and I, while raiding, I mean investigating some cornfields, stumbled upon food buried underground with the bodies of Native American dead. Oh, we're not very proud of it, but we took the food. Not like they were going to need it where they were going. And there were, in fact, a lot of Native American dead. This is attributed to the panoramic, sorry, Panasonic, <coughs> sorry, pandemic uh, that wiped out 75% of their population barely two years before. How fortunate were the Europeans? One would think, yes. Coincidence? I think not. Because the Pandora, ugh, what is this? Ugh, the pandemic was caused by exposure to European diseases. With that, the pilgrims, through their cunning, hard work, grit, and determination, survived the first winter. I hope my sarcasm was well received. The pilgrims and the natives of the Wampanoag clan eventually got along. The pilgrims, because they didn't know how to do anything at all by themselves, and the Wampanoags, because of political reasons, thanks to their depleted numbers. They knew about the grave robbings too, so you can imagine how much pride they had to suck in and how desperate they must have been to be buddy-buddy with the pilgrims. They taught the pilgrims how to farm on their land and the pilgrims taught them absolutely nothing and they protected one another. Yeah, you know, a symbiotic fairy tale. What is known as the first Thanksgiving was neither the first Thanksgiving nor was it even a Thanksgiving at all. The pilgrims really just threw a party for themselves to turn up and congratulate themselves for a job well done. Yeah, boys, we did well. I, I don't know what that was. <laughs> and you know how carried away people can get at parties. They fired guns in the air and the natives rushed into the village with like 90 men thinking something went wrong. The pilgrims then invited them to stay. But of course, when a large group crashes on one bear, there's bound to be a food shortage. This year in cinemas only, Thanksgiving, starring me. I don't know what I'm doing with this intermission. The natives went hunting and brought back many wild game. One account even mentions... Turkeys! The story so far has been pretty chill, yeah? So what happened? Where did it all go wrong? 
peace lasted for 50 years, relations grew increasingly strained though. The pilgrims multiplied like Nigerians today and continued to expand, pushing back all the natives. And then, Osamequin, the Wampanoag man who negotiated the treaty, died. Yeah. And you can guess, all hell let loose. Hello, viewers. It's about to go down. His son, Metacomet, also known as King Philip by the English, led his people to resistance. And a war broke out. King Philip's war lasted for a year and ended in his death. And dismemberment. Ouch. The colonists planted his head on a spike and left it on display for about two decades, according to one account. That ended badly. So how did a bloodbath turn into an excuse for an annual family reunion? Well, colonists, sorry, Americans largely have Sarah Joseph Hale, a magazine editor who pushed the idea for years to think. She wanted to avert a civil war with the only universal language. Owambe. There's a lesson in there somewhere for a certain government in a country that I don't know about. Of course, a writer only has so much power. Enter Abraham Lincoln, who asked everyone to set aside the last Thursday in November as a day of... Thanksgiving! And there you have it, folks. That's the story of Thanksgiving. But this episode is far from over. Part in. You hear Black Friday and you could be tempted to wonder, is it a bad attempt at naming a black holiday? Like how do you name superheroes? Black Panther, Black Lightning, Black Wing, Black Racer, Black Spider, Black Talon, Black Manta, Black Mass, Black Mariah. Wait, what? Is it a scheme by the big corporations to fuel consumerism by scamming young individuals such as myself out of my semi-hard-end money? <laughs> yes! I spent almost $100 on Jubia Black Friday. <laughs> Maybe I should stop converting currencies because it sounds small when it's not in there. In any case, for the intents and purposes of this episode, the answer is none of the above. Okay, maybe that last one is correct. It is not a holiday at all, let alone a black one. Yeah, I know. Imagine my disappointment. I thought we finally had an answer to... And may all your Christmases be white. Yeah, Jessens. <laughs> black Friday is simply a shopping event. A really huge shopping event. A really huge an old shopping event. What doth thine tomatoes go for, fair seller lady? Okay, maybe not that old. Think of every other sale that happens as the tap in your backyard. It flows faster than the taps indoors here, and you love it for that. Now think of Black Friday as Niagara Falls. Yeah, that huge. It's so looked forward to that people don't go to work just to get the items they've been waiting all year for. Yes, I see a lot of job searching going on in the new year. <laughs> so why is it called that? Black Friday. Well, there's a lot of law surrounding the origins of the name Black Friday. 
and none of them are great yeah no while post thanksgiving sales date back to several decades the origins of the name aren't directly tied to it a popular myth is that it refers to a sales terminology that talks about the black and the red um however it it does not it, that's not that's not where it started from according to some sources in the 1960s Philadelphia police adopted the term in annoyance. Officers had to work 12-hour shifts in terrible traffic because of all the shoppers and tourists coming in to buy stuff. And then because of people around for the annual Army-Navy football game, it was like a lot happening at once. And then these guys just had to try to direct all of the traffic. I don't... <laughs> I mean, I've seen what happens to a city that rarely ever has traffic when it suddenly has that boom or spike in population. Shout out to Cali, and I do mean Calabar. A decade before that, in the 1950s, factory managers called the Friday after Thanksgiving Black Friday because so many of their workers decided to skip work by claiming they were sick. <coughs> yeah, I know that sickness. After you better fool well, well, and there's no space in your stomach against sickness. Yeah. In an article published in the 1951 issue of Factory Management and Maintenance, wow, such a fascinating magazine title, an author described the phenomenon, saying, Friday after Thanksgiving-itis, a disease second only to the bubonic plague in its effects. Yeah, remember the episode where we talked about the bubonic plague? If you don't remember, go back and listen to season one, The Pandemic Tale. The Pandemic Tale, was that what I called it? If you're a regular citizen, then at the time, what people called the day didn't really matter to you. But as a retailer, yikes. Black was not a good color to be associated with. Wait a minute. Wow. Okay. I see the subtle racism, but I'll, I'll ignore it. They even tried renaming it Big Friday, but that didn't stick. Nah. However, as with black people today, Black Friday acceptance and adoption is at an all-time high. <laughs> of course, it originated in the States and it's now become a worldwide phenomenon. In Nigeria, stores see Black Friday as a time to empty their stores by giving the most generous of discounts. And customers see it as a time when stores finally bring down the prices of items that they grossly inflated earlier in the year so that on Black Friday, the discounts will look huge. Sorry, Jumia, but we know the vibes. That said, the Nigerian consumer still buys because it's less about us getting used by the seller and more about us getting rewarded for our patience and victory in the fight against desperation. A lot of times, people buy stuff they smell themselves needing later because you never know when, as a lady, you might need a rechargeable hair clipper. However, as the old saying goes, you give an African one day for shopping sales and they turn it into a whole month. But if you're wondering who exactly started Black Friday, a friend of mine came up with a conspiracy theory. Okay, I'm going to whisper this to you because like, this is top secret. So, a Jumia exec from the year 2040 traveled back over a century in time to plant the idea in the mind of a white man. So that decades later, Jumia could profit hugely off of the sales. Sounds pretty plausible, yeah? Yeah. Part 3. You hear Cyber Monday and you think, 
Free internet on the streets? Gadgets falling like rain? Transformers from Cybertron popping up all over the planet? By all over, of course, I mean just North America, Tokyo, Moscow, London, Rio de Janeiro, Canada, and Egypt. The places where they usually go because the rest of us don't matter. Sadly, none of those things I just said are it. Dang it. I really wanted to meet Optimus Prime. Yeah, anyway, Cyber Monday is what happens when you want to expand the franchise without naming it the same thing so that people won't know it's you. Like Toyota and Lexus. So instead of Black Friday 2 or Black Monday, they decided to name it Cyber Monday, which at first sounds very misplaced. And where did the cyber come from? Until you find out that it was created to make people shop online for Black Friday as well. You could say that I started out as Black Friday's little sister, but now that so many people shop online on Black Friday as well, it's really more like Black Friday's younger sister that looks like a twin, but slightly less attractive. Yeah, you know, you know, you know how that is. All right, that brings me to the close of the episode. But before I wrap it up, I'd like to wish a very special What A Joke fan a happy birthday in advance. Her name is Omar and her birthday is tomorrow, November 30th. She texted me a while back about the fact that I hadn't read Things Fall Apart. Yes, I casted myself in episode one of this season and more or less bullied me. <laughs> so I started the book. I am halfway through and I'm proud to say that Okonkwo is giving me some nice vibes. You know, I like the guy. He's a really cool character. You understand? Papa Chinua, he did well. He did well in this one. Maybe I'll... Yeah, maybe I'll give a bunch of other books a look, yeah. Thank you for listening to the end. If you liked it or not, please share with your friends, family, enemies, and total strangers in any way you can. Help share the humor. It would also mean a lot if you could subscribe to this show on the official Jammer platform. And I'd love to respond to your comments on the official Jammer Twitter page at FM Under the post for this episode... Tune in next Monday for another episode because really, you can't make this stuff up. Mm-hmm.